0: 702. The political desk. Alright, uh, we've been telling you of course about that $4.3 billion emergency facility from the International Monetary Fund, uh, which of course uh, is uh, was scheduled to be released yesterday to South Africa. We're expected to start paying it back in 2023. But what are the ins and outs of this loan? How does it affect you and will we be able to pay it back? We're joined now uh, by Professor Daniel Bradlow, who's a professor of international law uh, and African uh, economics. Uh, uh, We're speaking to him, of course, from uh, African Economic Relations from the University of Pretoria. Uh, Professor Bradlow, welcome to our program. Thank you for your time. Good morning, and thank you for inviting me. Good morning to the listeners. We thought we'd do a quick A to Z of what this IMF loan is about and what it means. We know, of course, uh, for a very long time, it was just uh, politically unsavory to even consider uh, an IMF loan of any sort. COVID-19 has changed all of that, hasn't it? Yes, it definitely has. Um and the IMF has a
1: facility called the Rapid Financing Instrument, which is designed specifically to deal with emergencies like COVID. So it makes sense for South Africa to look at that um, to deal with this emergency. Um, the, yeah. and it's diff- the financing is different from the way the IMF normally gives money because it has much lower conditionality attached to it.
0: But we've also Not- made some promises nonetheless.
1: Um, They're not technically promises. It's statements of intent. So the government has said, or the Minister of Finance and the Governor of the Reserve Bank, they send a letter of intent to the IMF and they say, these are the policies we intend to follow over the next period to deal with the crisis. And those policies are basically what the minister said in the budget statement in June and in the uh, midterm budget review in October. So he's not really saying anything all that new um, from what he's promised in the past to us.
0: So basically, to get this funding, we need to obviously show that uh, we are facing a crisis and that whatever money we do get uh, will be used uh, directly to deal with the crisis that we are facing.
1: Exactly. So they've said the money will be spent, for example, on health equipment, on social grants and dealing with unemployment, helping small businesses but that it'll also help the government um, deal with restructuring the economy after the crisis is over. So um, that we come out of this hopefully stronger than we went into it.
0: Are there any restrictions on how government might use the money? Not really.
1: Um, The money comes when it arrives. It'll arrive into the government account at the Reserve Bank, and then the government can use it in any way that it can. The only restrictions that will be there are that it has to spend the money according to South African law. So, all the rules on procurement and public uh, debt finance right. management will cover this money as well.
0: And when, do we, uh, when are we expected to pay it back?
1: So, we begin paying it back three and a quarter years after it arrives. So, that means towards the end of 2023, and then we pay it back over um, the next one and three quarter years. So by the end of 2025, we should have paid it back.
0: And it comes, uh, I was surprised to read this, uh, at only 1.1% interest. I mean, that's the major
1: benefit, is they'd be getting $4.3 billion at 1.1% interest. The downside is that it's, foreign, it's in foreign exchange. So there's a risk that the, if the Rand value, it becomes more expensive. But the IMF is a peculiar lender in the sense that the unit of account that it uses to um, calculate the money is what's called the special drawing right, yeah. you know, special IMF money. And that money consists of um, a basket of currencies, little portions of each of those five or six currencies. And so that means that in those currencies, that's the dollar, the euro, the yen, the, the midi, the pound sterling, those currencies are floating against each other as well. So some go up in value, others go down. And so the, the net mitigates the risk um, when you measure that in terms of rand. So even though there's a risk um, that there's a foreign exchange risk, the interest rate remains a very attractive option. If the government were to borrow the same money in other markets, it would be paying something like 7% for that
0: money. Prof, no doubt you would have been aware of the furore around the misuse of COVID-19 funds from what we already have. What's the risk if we don't use these funds from the IMF wisely?
1: Um, So the IMF uh, Managing Director's short-term description of this fund is that you get the money to use um, freely, but you should keep the receipts. So if we misuse the money or don't use it wisely, The IMS will ask us to account for that money, and they will look to see if the money is being spent wisely. Um, And as long as you pay the money back, as with any borrower, as long as you pay the money back, you've met your obligations to the borrower, but there will be a reputational cost. And I would say the biggest cost, if the money is not used wisely, is the cost that the government will pay with South African citizens who... They will be angry that we incurred this debt and didn't use the money wisely, um, either whether it was money used through our taxes or through the IMF. Um, the additional risk with the IMF is the world is watching, in a sense, um, to see. And if the IMF says South Africa didn't use, misused the money, that has a cost. Um, and we've seen this with in other countries yeah. where that's happened.
0: Is this, in a way, paving the way for a new normal? Because uh, we've now gone for this COVID-19-specific relief. uh, But if our prospects don't improve in the next few years, and we know that uh, we're still calculating the damage of uh, the pandemic to our economy, we had problems before COVID-19. Does this open uh, the door for us to go for traditional loans uh, from institutions like the IMF?
1: It doesn't necessarily do that. I mean, look, if the big unknown that we face is how bad the pan- and how long the pandemic will last. If it lasts a long time or the world economy goes into a serious depression, then clearly we will have much more serious problems and the potential for having to go back to the IMF for a more standard program goes up. If the pandemic turns out to be shorter or the vaccine discovered quicker than people think, um, then we could start growing again. I mean, there's a potential, you know, look, for example, the gold price has been going up dramatically lately. Um, and that obviously benefits South Africa. So if things like that happen, then our economy might improve more quickly than people think, um, and we might not need to go back to the IMF. So there's nothing inevitable that says this opens the door inevitably to having to go to the IMF. Yeah.
0: But the key factor is making sure that the money we get is used for the purposes we borrowed it. Professor Daniel Bradlow there, Professor of International Development Law and African Economica Relations at the University of Pretoria.